guys, RC Peck here with Fearless Wealth Trading. So a question that I've been getting over and over for two plus decades is, how do I set the right stop loss amount? There's a lot of questions around setting stop losses. Now, so I wanna be clear, I'm not talking about how to go into Schwab or TD Ameritrade or Fidelity and actually set it. That's easy, you just pick up the phone, call them and say, how do I set it? Uh, I wanna talk about figuring out the right amount, right? The right trailing amount. And that's the first thing, it should be a trailing stop loss. Now, here's the thing. Every symbol has its own right amount, which that alone is something that most people don't think. Most people are setting stop losses based on their own feelings, whether they feel scared or, or mad or sad or glad. They're literally basing that, the, the, the amount on themselves, and that is a huge mistake. Now, I get why people do it because they say, look, I'm going to go by XYZ, but I don't want to lose you know, this amount of money. So what I do is I set a stop loss so I don't lose. That is the wrong way to do it. The right way to do it is to say, okay, every investment, whether it's a stock or a bond or an ETF or a mutual fund, you know, whatever it is, each symbol is going to have its own specific trailing stop loss. For example, if you're, if you're looking at something, the first thing you want to do is you want to look at a price chart of it. And you want to go back and look at its last one to two year trend as it's trending higher. Now, here's the thing. I think you should only buy things that are already trending higher. So you go look at the um, ticker symbol. Let's just say it's an ETF. And you look at the last two years and you see when it falls, it falls on average 27%. But it stays in the uptrend. But this you know, particular ETF, it just has this personality that when it corrects, it corrects 27%. So you can do that by going into price charts and measuring the fall. Again, this is not the logistics of how to do it, but um, kind of the, the proper way of figuring out the, the, the number. So that ETF may have a 27% stop loss, meaning we haven't figured out the stop loss yet, but it may fall by 27% while it stays in its uptrend. That's what you want to do. You want to visually look at the symbol. You want to pull up a price chart and you want to measure its falls while it stays in an uptrend, right? And every stock or ETF or any symbol is going to have its own kind of um, rhythm to how it goes up, corrects, goes up, corrects. Okay, now some rules of thumb. So one is stop losses should be anywhere, should be, based on science and back testing. They're typically anywhere between 16 and 33%. 33% is actually, in all that research, 33% is actually the best stop loss, which should lead you to believe like, wow, stocks most of the time want to go higher and you have to give them room. And think more of a stock like a six-lane highway, right? You're buying a car on the highway, and as long as the car stays on the highway, heading down the highway at 70 miles an hour, you want to keep it. If you put a 7% stop loss on a car that needs a six-lane highway, and let's just say a 27% correction while still trending higher is that six-lane highway. So that means that car, you'd probably want a 30% trailing stop loss on that stock or ETF. I was saying ETF before with uh, the 27%. So you measure its corrections while it still stays in an uptrend. And then you get to kind of figure out how wide of a highway that car needs. And if it's a small cap 
$300 million market cap company, it can have a 35% correction while staying in an uptrend because maybe when it's going higher, it's going up 100% or 200% and then it corrects 35%. So looking at each individual position or each individual symbol and measuring the stop loss based on the symbol. That's a huge takeaway that I really want you to get. Don't place the stop loss based on you, okay? Now, I did not go into position sizing, which is how much you actually invest in that symbol. So I talked about an ETF that corrects 27% while staying in an uptrend. And I said, give it some extra space. So give it a 30% trailing stop loss. We have not gone into how much you should put into that investment, clearly, if you have a million dollars in the market and you put half of it into that symbol, there's no way you're probably saying to yourself, I'm gonna allow a 30% loss. But that's a position sizing question and not a stop loss question. The reason why people set the wrong stop loss is because they're putting too much into a stock or an ETF or position, right? And they're not getting that they're buying an investment or simple that has a six lane road. It needs all that space to move back and forth as it stays in the uptrend. And they put way too much money in, meaning they do a wrong position sizing. And so instead of putting less money into the investment, which is the high probable way of growing stability and certainty and consistency and comfort and competence in your trading, what they do is they put way too much money in and they put way too small of a stop loss in. And what happens is they just keep continuing to lose money time and time again, even if they're finding the right symbol, right? This is a lot of the nuance that happens with investing. And unfortunately, a lot of people are always teaching you to be very, really rigid, like you gotta be this way. And most of the time in life, it's really kind of having that nuance. And it's like, oh, okay, I've been putting too much money into the symbol. And that's why I'm setting a 5% or a 7% trailing stop loss when it really maybe needs for that for that symbol a 30%. All right, guys, hope this helped. Leave comments. I read them. Um, and let me know what is working and what is not working with you and your stop losses. So thanks so much, guys. Subscribe. And I look forward to seeing you on the next video. All right, guys. Again, this is RC Peck with Fearless Wealth Trading. Take care.